This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm Rachel, and I have an amazing guest co-host today, none other than Demi Burnett. Oh, hello, hello, hello. I am so happy to be here today. I am very happy to have you on here, not just because... You know, we're gonna have we have a special guest and we're gonna be talking all things paradise. And I wasn't there and I've never been and I can't give my insights. So I'm so happy to hear you give it because you're just gonna keep it raw and Always. and real. And I love that. But two, because I'm a fan of you and I have been oh since day God. one. Rachel. So I'm just excited to share this space with you and for us to just chit chat. And I feel like we're gonna vibe really well. Oh yeah, I'm really excited to do this. And again, thank you for having me on. I can't wait to talk to our guest today. Yes, we have a good one. I might be a little biased when it comes to our guests. We'll get into that in a second. But I feel like, Demi, you and I need to catch up. It's been a while. You've, you've come to Bachelor Happy Hour before, but this time you're sitting in a different role. You're, you're a co-host today. Yeah. And I feel I just, official. Like, this yes. feels really cool, honestly. And last time I talked to you, I knew you had a relationship with Christian, but at the time, I didn't know the depths of it, and now I've seen it all play out in paradise, and hello, now you're engaged. Mm -hmm. You're an engaged, almost said, oh my God, we're engaged together, and I'm like, oh wait, bitch, you're married now. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. But I'm so excited for you. How is it? How does it feel? Oh, it feels so good. Um, she's just so incredible, and I just feel so lucky still that I get to be with her. 
We're, you know, taking the engagement slowly. We're not talking about wedding dates yet. I cannot handle that stress. I'm just trying to, you know, make it into my new apartment right now in L.A. I'm closer to her uh, the other night. Oh, my gosh, it's actually so funny. Um, it was super late at night. I, like, made dinner, and I told her to come over, and she came over, and then we got a little drunk on some wine, and next thing I know, we're on my upstairs patio putting together outdoor furniture until, like, 4 a.m. I thought you were going to say you were upstairs on your patio doing something else. <laughs> oh, no, we did that later in the bathtub. <laughs> I love it. I, I I truly loved watching your relationship blossom. I thought it was the one of the most authentic things I have seen on this franchise, it, there was so much depth to it, and even you could, it just came through the television, and it's honestly, it's shut the haters up because you have had a few, yeah, um, unfortunately, but more than the haters, you've had an overwhelming amount of support. Yeah, it's been so beautiful. You know, at first there was a lot of people who were like. Lee, why are you still there? Why are why are the the lesbians getting a free vacation and all this stuff? And I was like, you know, we we haven't ever gotten to actually explore this relationship with each other seriously and committed to each other. And we hadn't had conversations like we had started to have on the beach in the real world. So, of course we're going to stay there because paradise is magical and that's the place where you go to like really really dive into a relationship and focus on it. And like I said, those conversations were huge for us, and they were hard, but they were so worth it, and they got us to the point where we're at now, engaged. How does Christian feel that she survived her first bout on reality <laughs> TV? Because my vibe of Christian is that she just seems like a low-key, you know, not into the fame, just just yeah. a real down-ass chick. And yeah. I, I'm very curious as to how she felt about the whole reality TV thing. She definitely didn't want to do it. That's not her jam. She's not, you know, a reality star. She's not looking for fame. Um, she's used to being on the production side of things. So that's how she was so comfortable with it is because she does production stuff. She does commercials. She knows, like, how the cameras and everything work. So I think that kind of desensitized her a little bit. Whereas if it was someone who was not involved in this industry at all, I mean, my jaw would have been on the ground. I would have been crying not knowing what to do if I walked in on Paradise never being around a camera before. So that's why like, she killed it. She did so good. Um, she is so chill and laid back. I think she's doing fine with it. It's uh, There's been a couple people who have like recognized her, and she always thinks, like, that's so weird. But, yeah, she's good. I feel like you found the perfect balance for you. Oh, my gosh, definitely. I need her. <laughs> yeah, so you moved to L.A. Yeah. Did you move to L.A. for Christian? Partial, like, Part of it, yes, I did move for her. Also, I just am always having to come out here mm -hmm. and, you know, for stuff like this. So I didn't want to keep flying back and forth. I was like, I'll just move out there and then I'll get to be closer to my girl, too. I need to take a page out of your book. I, mm -hmm. I, I fly out here all the time, too. I just need to, like, get a place. I mean, you did let me know last time that you have an extra room. I do. So I might have to take you up on that Come a on, few girl. times. Okay, shout out to Christian. It's just all platonic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and <yeah>. Brian. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Update me and Rachel are in love. <laughs> okay, you guys, we could continue this love fest that Demi and I have going on, or we could tell you about who we have coming up next on the podcast. Now, like I said, I'm a bit biased. Our, our guest has a special place in my heart. I call her Polly Pocket. You guys call her Christina, and we'll be right back with her after this. 
Welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. We are ready to talk to none other than Christina. Christina, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Thanks, guys, for having me. I love you, Christina. I love you more, Demi. Aww. <laughs> okay, my turn. Yes. <laughs> I love you too, Rachel. <laughs> thank you. No, I love you. <laughs> Christina, are you ready? Now, I have to say... Uh, we're we're gonna have a friendly conversation here today, but I feel like I've I've gotten some criticism because people mm-hmm. think that I am too much of a champion for you. But I think people need to understand we go way back and we have a true friendship. Um, we met on Nick Vile season. We've mm-hmm. been friends pretty much since the beginning, and that's really carried on. We've we've seen each other through a lot, have we not? Yes. And I like that because you know me. So whenever you're watching the show, you can see like who I am and you can see the TV aspect or and whatnot. So I like that. Yeah. And I'm also not going to take it easy on you. Right. <laughs> right. I know that for no. sure. <laughs> but I, I think it's interesting what you said about what I'm able to see from you because I've known you over these past few years versus and our friendship has withstood, you know, the test of time when others have not. Mm-hmm. And as I love to say, these bachelor friendships are fickle and fleeting. And ours friendship is not. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of that. But I feel like you were misunderstood this season of Paradise. I think so, too. I couldn't agree more. And Demi, you've really had a chance to know Christina. And I really want your perspective because you were right there with her on the Mm -hmm. beach. I'm observing this from a distance. But it's been two years since you've been on the beaches of Paradise. Do you feel like you're the same person this year that you were when we first saw you on Paradise? And if you're not, how have you changed? Yeah, absolutely. It's been two years since my time on the beach. I had so much growing to do because uh, following Paradise for that following year, Dina and I actually tried um, still seeing each other. So that was a very insightful and very, um, I learned a lot from that relationship. Dean said he was in love with you on the podcast. I just want to say that. On what? our podcast, I just he said. The chills. On our podcast, funny enough, we've never said it to each other, and <laughs> I didn't didn't know. But. On our podcast, Dean said that he was in love with you. Wow, I'll say it was never ver- verbalized, but the feeling was mutual. I guess mm. so. Interesting. Not to interrupt you, but just wanted to say that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Continue. Rachel. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel um, I feel like I've had a relationship where I learned so much from it. I've dated since. And I definitely feel that I'm much stronger now. I'm not willing to put up with so much bullshit. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah. Oh, yes, you can. Okay, great. And at this point, look, I I watched myself on Paradise, and I'm a very sensitive person. So my sensitivity was perceived as weakness, and I heard all about it. And I think this time I'm going into paradise, I wanted to come off stronger. Kind of like, you can still be sensitive, but you don't have to deal with BS. And I don't think I knew the fine line to walk because I just went f- from one extreme to the other. Yeah, but, you know, I think you're also being too hard on yourself right now because you're taking into consideration the audience's response to you. Right. Being there at the beach with you, I had seen you on Paradise a few years prior, and I was always a huge fan of yours, and I thought, you know, that poor girl, like, she's just, she's still figuring herself out, you know, she doesn't know her self-worth, or else she wouldn't be putting up with this shit, and then I see you come on to Paradise with me, and you were so strong, and I was looking up to you more than ever, and I was just like, this is incredible, this girl came, she is back, and she is not here to play, she is not here to take anything she does not deserve, she's strong, like you were so strong, this is so and you did not. Sweet. I mean, I mean it. I was so proud of you, 
And so to see that you're getting hate for keeping it real mm-hmm. is frustrating, but it's classic TV. That's what happens. Right. When people are too real, too raw, there's going to be people that hate on it. But I can tell you, being there with you, I have nothing but respect for how you were this summer. Thank you, Demi. I you're think, welcome. wow, this is huge. I mean, both you, Rachel, know me. You've been with me through the past three years. Um, and then you, Demi, you've seen me as an outsider on the show, and you've been with me on the beach. Like, this is, this is all I need in this room right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really... Okay, and and we have a producer who's looking crazy right now because she wasn't mentioned. But yes, Christina means you as well. And I think what Demi is saying is so important because I think in Bachelor Nation, a lot of times they like to see the women not be so outspoken, not Mm -hmm. be so opinionated. Mm -hmm. And when Bachelor Nation first met you, that's not how you were on camera, even though that is who you are. Mm-hmm. You are opinionated. You are outspoken. And you're very funny. I mean, <laughs> so I, funny. No, she's so funny. I remember that in, in Nick's season. I'm, I'm very attracted to funny people. Mm-hmm. And so we just have, you, we used to have the best time. So what I, the Christina that I have seen on Paradise is the Christina that I've always known. And maybe this is the first time that Bachelor Nation has seen you in this way. How did that make you feel when people kind of turned on you from how they used to perceive you the first go around? Okay, good question. Um, from the first time, it's it was nice because whenever I watched the show, both ba- The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, I could see myself. I was like, this is who I am. This is, I'm, I'm a sensitive person. I care about people. But ultimately, people put you so high on the pedestal that you know you're not that person. And even if you try to live up to it, you can't. So when you... I don't know. It's not falling from grace. I don't know how to phrase it. But then they, you see this other side of you where I was like, that's also who I am. But on that beach, I was like, I, if nothing else comes out of comes out of here, I feel like I was myself. I was happy. I was strong. So I'm not sure where it went wrong, where so many people had so many negative opinions about me trying to be strong versus, versus me being so sensitive. Like it's polar opposites, but both of those things are me. People can relate more to being vulnerable than they can to being strong because it's hard to be strong it so takes I vulnerability think i mean being vulnerable takes take strength sorry. exactly exactly mm-hmm. but i think that it's easier for people to watch somebody like you were a few years ago on paradise mm-hmm. and they could relate to oh that's me going back to the fuck boy every time whereas seeing you like d- like dominating the beach and being like no i am who i am and i'm not going to take any of this shit that people can't relate to that as much, so they're intimidated by it, so then they criticize it. So piggyback mm-hmm. off of that, going into Paradise this time, I wanted to first have fun because it was too serious last time and I was very vulnerable, all of those things. Great, but I wanted to have fun. I was open to meeting someone, but ultimately I wanted to have that strength to show that it's okay to come back and uh, be stronger this time around. So like it was... Again, I don't know what happened. You so, did amazing. And you were smiling all day long, every day. You really were happy. You were living your I, best yeah, life down was, there, honey. I had fun, and I had a lot of great friends. <laughs> I think it's always like that, and then you, you watch the episodes, and you're like, wait a minute, she said what about me? She, he <laughs> right. said this? So, okay, here comes I was very open a little bit more on the, the beach with what I was saying, so well, go ahead. <laughs> well, here comes a little bit more of a tougher question, because sure. you say that you came to Paradise, mm-hmm. and you wanted to have fun, and you have this date card. Kind mm-hmm. of like a new opportunity, a chance mm-hmm. for new beginnings, and a chance to get to know somebody new. And you give it to Blake. Right. And I don't know what Blake thought going into that date, but you knew what you were going to do going in. And 
you confronted him. Well, so why, to explain, let everyone know, why did you decide to give Blake the date card and what were your intentions behind the date? They were slim pickings, honey. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I did I say that too. Okay, Slim pickings. I, I would have been calling Christian too. <laughs> 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 That's so funny. <laughs> I literally went, um, so I came down to Paradise second day, but ultimately I was like, I want to meet Connor. And of course, not knowing who's going to be on that beach, I knew Blake would be. Um... I came down, I'm like, damn, there's no Connor. But okay, I was like, okay, let me talk to Dylan. I talked to Dylan. I talked to Chris Bukowski. And then I pulled Blake aside and I told him, I was like, listen, I'm here. We do have some stuff to talk about. But kind of like, I kind of briefed him a little bit. And then ultimately I sat down in an interview and I said, "Mm, you know what? Like, I'm not really feeling anyone, but maybe Chris. And they were like, well, and I said, okay, I want to have fun. I know I can have fun with Blake. So ultimately, when I pulled Blake aside, I said, hey, this is a friendship date. We have some stuff to talk about, but I know we always have fun together. So let's go. And he said yes. Mm-hmm. He wasn't blindsided but by the conversation. Maybe he, was bl- he wasn't blindsided by the conversation because he, he knew seemed- we had something to talk about. But he didn't know what. Like, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> I know, but like... <laughs> We didn't talk One thing okay. I've learned from Blake's been on the podcast and just from watching is he truly seems to be can be naive about certain situations. And so I can see him not thinking the same things that you were thinking going into that conversation. Anytime if I have if I have something to say, kind of like and it's not the right time, even with Blake, every time I wanted him to pick up on my cues, kind of knowing that something's about to happen, kind of like whenever I went to on our like last date in the treehouse where I said it's not going to work, you saw me struggling sitting there. I'm like, come on. In my mind, I'm like, like pick up my cues. Because I was sitting there, I was huffing and like puffing. And then he was like, what's wrong? I was like, okay. He noticed something's going on. Mm-hmm. Just because I can't flat out say, like, by the way. Um, I want to kind of ease into it, ha- have somebody mentally prepared. I did everything I needed to for Paradise, but I still had the contract up to three days before I was literally flown down. And Blake continuously asked me for the past month, hey, have you signed your contract? Every time I would pick it up and show him, no, I still have it in hand. And then I ended up signing it and I I said, hey, Blake, guess what? I'm going to be in paradise. And he goes, by the way, I, had some, I have something to tell you. Um, oh the night after you, um, I spent the night with someone else and I was really caught off guard. As and you should be. And I was, I just, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't want, like, I wanted to have time to process what just happened. And he kept calling me and messaging me saying, like, let's talk about it. We can, we talk about anything and everything. We always get through it. And I said, this is different. And I remember sending him a message saying, Blake, I need time to process this. And by that time, we were flown down to Mexico. So I keep thinking back, having the conversation on that uh in paradise with him. Could it have been done prior? Yes, but it would have still been on my mind even heavier. I didn't want to just brush it under the rug mm-hmm. and be like, hey, everything's okay, and then see him on the beach and being like, actually, it's not okay. Yeah. So ultimately, the conversation would have taken place on camera, whether it was on our date, whether it was on the beach. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you didn't have the time because it was just it was, three days before. Right. I think that there, you were involved in a lot of different storylines when it came to paradise and one of them was obviously blake another one is kaylin and 
honestly, that started before you even got to the beach because mm-hmm. your name was on the beach before you ever even set foot on it. So watching back, how did you feel about Kaylin talking about your intimate relationships or relationship and certain things about your personal life and you weren't even around? And mind you, she didn't talk to not one person about it. Two, three, whoever would listen. I loved right. your tweet, by the way. That was hilarious. Whenever you said oh. <laughs> uh, you were airing out my dirty laundry before I even got to the beach. Mm, right. I was like, well, she is not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was any of Kaylin's business to talk about me and my sex life, if you would say, or mm, any right. of my business to Blake or to anyone. Um, look, again, I had my situation with Blake and I took my time to talk to him. And as you can see, like, I came back down to paradise and I was talking to Tasha. But ultimately, I was like, Tasha, there's some history. That's why I took Blake on a date. I wanted to have respect for you just to let you know, like, it was a friendship date. And it wasn't to rekindle things. So I, I, I didn't like that everyone knew my business before I was even there. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for that because you're not there to defend yourself and it's just uncomfortable. What if that... I never came to paradise? I know. Right. So my name would have been brought up you in that context. With I, that... Had, I had no idea that Kaylin and Blake were a thing. I had no idea. Blake and... had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was like actually pretty crazy how the, the night that I found out about it was the night I saw Kaylin and Blake talking and she was like bawling her eyes out to him. And I was like, wait, what? There's another one involved? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, one thing that Kaylin continued to say was that you didn't like her. She made it seem like before she even got to paradise, which seemed to be a part of her motivation in talking about you before you even got there, is Mm -hmm. that you didn't like her and you've been talking bad about her. Even when you did get there, she was like, oh, she's talking bad about me to other people when in actuality it was the other way around. So can you clarify that for our listeners? Did you and Kaylin have beef before all of this? Like, what is she talking about? Tell them about the bathtub. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> well, <I> actually, <laughs> <laughs> well, I am just—I've never said a bad word about Kaylin. Let's just say that it, on the beach, off the beach. Um, I never I think heard you it talk all about her. started with my uh, perception of her on The Bachelor on Colton season, and I was like, "There's something that doesn't add up with this girl." But at the end of the day, it was just my opinion. And I think to Kaylin, my, my opinion was, hold on, how do you put this? To Kaylin, I think she wanted to be the Bachelorette. No, she did. Blake said it when he was on here. There you go. I don't know how my the opinion can change all of... hotter and hotter. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> my opinion... That's what we do on the right. podcast. <laughs> well, my intro was spelling tea. Right. Oh, it was, girl. I just don't understand. Like, I don't see how my opinion can... Um, change so many minds I doubt it can so if, I think that's where Kaylin is bitter about me but again after my tweet saying something like I don't know if I trust her um I saw her at a couple of events and I was nice to her because ultimately I saw her on tv maybe she's one person maybe in reality she's a different person and I was nice until we went to stagecoach and at that point the, the same guy was involved there's a whole story to that. I never said his name, and he... Uh, anyway, another guy was involved, and... Before Blake. 
Blake and I have been friends. I'm sorry, in reference to, in regards to Stagecoach, another guy was involved prior to Blake's participation in Stagecoach. Right. Okay. Right. Just mm-hmm. to clear it up, I met this guy and we had mutual interest. He never communicated to me that he just wanted to be uh, like not exclusive. So I was led to believe that something more can form from it. And we hang out. We came down to Stagecoach together until um, that following night, I saw him and Caitlin taking a picture. Basically, he's on the ground with his legs open and she was scooted into his crutch and he's like leaning over. I was like, that does not look right, given that we just flew down. Um, so I leaned into Kaylin after the picture and I said, Kaylin, just to let you know, this guy, he's probably going to kind of have fun with you and just like let you be, kind of giving her a warning. Giving her a warning. Yeah. And then he looked at me and he was like, what did you say? And I said, I just told her you'll use and what, what not. Just basically trying to have Kaylin's back. Um, to see the following day that they're making out right in front of me. And I was like, okay, I'm just done. Like, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want anything to do with her. Mm-hmm. And Kaylin can do whatever she wants. But, yeah, like, at that point, um, it's kind of validated my perspective on Kaylin and who she is. And I just didn't want anything to do with it. Going into paradise, I was, I had better things to do than talk bad about her or who she was involved with. You feel so. like you were on defense mode when you walked down to the beach of paradise just because your name had already been there. And so people already had these preconceived notions about you before you could even say hi. I had no idea people knew about me. <gasps> when did you find out? Yeah, how did you find out? Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm trying to. It's okay, rip off the band-aid. I had no idea people knew about me. Maybe until Blake told me. And what did Blake say? He just like casually dropped that. They Maybe it was during our date. Our date. I'm not sure, but I know I didn't know. People knew because nobody. Even actually, when I sat down with Tasha um, that night after our date, and I told her about taking Blake on a date, and she didn't say anything, so I was completely blinded. I don't think that we knew that whenever you came down. I don't think anybody knew about Kaylin and Blake. I knew about you and Blake having some kind of history. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us knew about Kaylin. And so that's why it was so crazy to watch it back and see how much she had been talking about it because I never heard a word from it come from her. Until a few weeks had gone by and then she started talking about it to me. Or maybe Tisha didn't know when I told her about it because Kaylin didn't didn't tell her. She didn't. Yeah, Kaylin didn't told anyone. She came on the podcast and said she didn't know until you told her. Um, Got it. And then so she was just kind of like, I don't even know Christina yet. And Christina's the one who's sharing me this this information the same way. when there are other people who I do know who haven't even told me this. So, you know, um, one thing and I kind of want to jump around because, again, you've been connected to, to several to several storylines right. in paradise. So I want to make sure we hit everything. But one thing I found interesting was when Dean came back for for Caitlin mm-hmm. and she decided to leave with him from paradise. You told Kaylin that even though you two may have your differences, you were there for her if she needed anything. Did you mean that? Yes, because I've been that girl in those shoes. Um, I don't think she would just because I don't think she likes me when I just don't have a, any. I, I just I'm indifferent about Kaylin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of meant it because I want to have girls backs. Because I've been that girl, I've been in the position, and I know how I felt, and I wish someone was for me that way, in a, yeah. in a certain way. Um, so if she came to me and she said, this happened, I will tell her, like, 
how to handle it or how I handled it and if she can relate to it. Well, see, it's because like you're not bitter and you, you're not going to hold any grudges. And ultimately, you care about making sure someone is okay. Right. And that's a characteristic of a beautiful person. And I hope people saw it that way. Because that's like, you know, you for you to say that when you said it, I was like, whoa, that was really and you big me- of Christina. I saw it in your eyes. Like, you meant it. Like, you I did like, mean I it. I know we've had our but differences. But it's like... That's so cute. Even though I said that, if the way I was portrayed early on, like if it was in a better light, people would have truly believed me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that how my story was with Kaylin portrayed, nobody probably believed. I think people see it now because I think slowly people are starting to see the uh, same way people have seen a different side of you where it's just, you know, you're outspoken and you're opinionated and you're strong. People are seeing a different side of Kaylin. And I think mm-hmm. that you know, at the the way that story ended with her, I really think that it came out in a positive way for you. I think that was really mm-hmm. powerful what you said. Um, I think what people did have an issue with, I think people moved on from Caitlin. Mm-hmm. And then they had an issue with this friendship, Rose. Oh, of course they did. And it's almost that thing where, and I've never been to Paradise, so please jump in and mm-hmm. cut me off. But it's that thing of, we know it exists, but nobody talks about it until you. Everybody knows about the friendship rose, right? Like, like who cares? Ka- Big like, deal. Kaylin kissed Cam for a friendship rose. You know, that was never going anywhere. <laughs> right. It happens. It's just not, no one talks about it. But you talked about it. So mm-hmm. talk about your decision to just say, you know what? This is, this is what yeah. I'm after right now. And I have no problem with the friendship rose to this day. If anyone else wants to give out a friendship rose, I don't have a problem. Um, Ultimately, Blake could have said, no, no, thank you. He could have left, but he yeah. took the rose. And at that point, I did see him struggle um, because, like, he wanted Hannah. And I encouraged him. I said, listen, what are you in paradise for? He said, I want Hannah. And I said, go talk to her. Spend some time. And he didn't get her. And I was like, I want him to stay around um, as a friend. And mm-hmm. that's why I gave him the rose. What is not shown is the fact that, he and I had many conversations. I really, truly had his back. I saw how he was struggling. And since I wasn't in any, well, I didn't think I was in any drama, but I was just trying to be there for him. And he was struggling. He would always play with his hands like this or like zone out. Oh, it was That's so why sad. He would always see yeah. him just looking far away into the distance. <laughs> it, was, it was so sad. but That's why I just wanted yeah. to be there for him. I wanted him to find that love, which segue into this other person that came down <laughs> Caitlin. Yes, Caitlin. Uh, whose name I wouldn't remember if it wasn't written on the paper sitting in front of me. <laughs> Funny enough, she was, I was very nice to her. When she came down to Paradise, she just kind of sat by herself, and I was like, I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want to see that. And I know Astrid had a drink with her in Toronto, um, and I was like, well, if Astrid likes her, because I trust Astrid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll be nice to her and just make her feel welcome. So the confrontation from her came out out of left field for me. I, I was very shocked, surprised, and taken aback. Um, 45 minutes later, you can see me starting to bounce back, and I'm like, enough is enough. She would ask me a question. I would try to answer. She would jump in with a different question, and I'll so what like, we let saw, me answer. what we saw was just the end of you, like the end of the conversation where you finally got fed up. Right, right. So like the, conver- the argument before that had been more like calm and civilized and stuff. Like you didn't just start popping off to begin with. It wasn't, it was, it started with, with what's your intentions here and all of that. And I just sat there and I listened. Mm-hmm. I, but, but I was listening and listening and I was trying to answer and I can't. And then ultimately I said enough is enough. 
Like, I need to stay there. Why do you think she came and talked to you? Because what we saw was her talking to Kaylin, of all people, who seemed to light a fire under her mm-hmm. and give her that, like, push her towards, yeah, you should go talk to Christina. Mm-hmm. At least that's how we saw it um, as viewers. Why do you think that she felt the need to come up and approach you? And with that, in that way, what are your intentions? Because it's kind of very straightforward. Right. So... I don't know how to answer this question because in the pool earlier that day, we were all hanging out and I was like, hey, Blake, you're going to give me that friendship rose? Joking around. Kaylin was right there. She didn't have a problem with it. We all hung at the side of the pool, if you saw, the three of us in a row. Mm -hmm. Like, everything was fine. Again, that's why I was really surprised the conversation even took place with my intentions when she knew exactly what they were. Yes. I think that that's, unfortunately, I got you. And I Mm -hmm. was... To be honest, for as a viewer, I was confused. It was like, why is Caitlin coming up and approaching her like that? I got, I'll never understand why people do that kind of thing. It's use your energy elsewhere. So mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. So I could see your frustration. I had no idea it was a 45-minute conversation. It was a long one. But I feel like, and I was talking to, to Allie actually off mic about this, and I feel like people really turned on you. They sided with Caitlin instead of you in that incident and I think it was because like Demi said we saw the end of it where you were like um honey no honey which I didn't have a problem with honey I didn't have a problem with it that was my favorite line in that conversation that you had with Caitlin why do you think people sided with Caitlin over you I think maybe how I approached it at that point because I did get start getting defensive I was very frustrated um, because I was trying to answer a question and I wasn't given a chance to. So she was speaking more over me and I, I felt attacked at that point. Be- it, it was surprising because she knew my intention and I told her, but I'm not sure how to answer this. I Why just... wasn't she at the reunion? Uh, she probably wouldn't have said anything. Uh, that's what I That's what I figured as well. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be nice yeah. about it, but well, I thought I, mean, I, 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 I asked ask a question rather point. than just say my opinion. I think she was at the, the Women Tell All and she didn't say much, so... You got to go big or go home at those reunion shows, baby. <laughs> I was scared to say anything because I was scared, like, how it's going to be there was, jumbled oh up. Oh, my God. It was just a little intense. Like, it was a lot of energy. I know. I, I wanted scared. this paradise to be fun. Yeah. And it was intense. Yeah. There was, was there were just too much happened before. In the mm-hmm. world of sports, we refer to this as tampering. <laughs> and there was just too much tampering that happened. <laughs> and it ruined, it tainted paradise. And from and Jordan talked about it on the reunion, you know, and I and I agreed with him with that. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that moving forward, obviously it's inevitable for people to DM and you might run into someone or you might be represented by the same person, but to the depths that we saw this season, I think that it I don't know. It's just not fun to watch in the same way. Now, granted, it was fun the first week with like, sorry, the text messages and everything and all that drama. It was like, it was like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? It was so entertaining. Um, (laughs) It it really was. I was like, this is a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, I couldn't. And I'm here for it. I was. I kept refreshing everyone's Instagram, trying to like see a response by anyone. (laughs) Well, I was there through it all, like on the phone, right. You were in that group text that I accidentally sent the messages to. Oh my God. You told me We have the chat. fucked up family group text, group chat, <laughs> with a handful of Paradise people. If you're not in there, so sorry. You probably were just not in Paradise that long. But if you want to be involved, whatever, you can be. Um, no one get offended. Um, but Christina sends us all, every single person in this group message, <laughs> these screenshots of what Blake posted on Instagram. It's 
Blake in the group chat? Blake yes. and Dean and Kaylin. All of them. <laughs> and, and it just gets really awkward after that. I mean, first thing what I right. do is I go straight to Instagram and I'm looking at this. And Blake's like, I didn't want to have to do this, guys. I'm so right. sorry. And Dean's like, you fucking coward. Like, everyone's just well, going at it. Well, then Blake calls me and he's like, should I have not done this? And he is, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm conflicted because... It's such a heavy topic when it comes to something like that because, again, the text messages are very intimate. We kind of all have them. But, again, he w- he knew he was going to have the roughest time post-Paradise. Like, as soon as we got off that beach and he was like, I don't know what to do. I heard that she said I silenced her, which never happened. And, ultimately, I honestly don't know what he could have done to 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 be believable. Yeah, I mean, when we had him on the podcast and... You know, if you guys haven't already listened, we really had an in-depth, in-depth conversation with Blake and so in-depth it had to be two parts. And he really explains his psyche as he was going through all of this. And I think the theme with it was, you know, when Ali and I were talking to him, we were like, listen, I don't we don't agree with what you did, but we understand how you were backed into a corner mm-hmm. of desperation and really panicked and didn't know what to do. But one thing I want to ask you, Christina, is. Do you think that you made any mistakes this time around that hindered, one, your ability to find love, or two, your ability to establish certain friendships, or three, just your ability to be understood? Um, the main mistake is going to paradise. <laughs> really? Christina? Well, you I wouldn't know, know Demi as well. I know, girl. That's, it was not a mistake you go in there. Trust me. Um, there's a lot of mistakes. Yes. I think going into paradise, yes, I wanted to have fun, but I think think I actually did close off myself to a lot of uh, relationships because I don't know I think I was scared again but I wanted to put on this badass female coming in and I just wanted ultimately uh, wanted to set an example that it's okay to go through these hard breakups and you come out stronger so maybe that was more of my goal coming into paradise than actually finding love well you were too good for all of those washed up losers anyway Damn me. I'm mean, way out of their league. I'm not going to lie. Well, no. We, it's the There's first thing quality. we said when we were talking about the episode. Slim pickings. You were right. It, yeah. it was. The women were mm-hmm. like badass. And the men, there were some some great choices. But just not to where you could be <laughs> compatible with them as much. I, I could see the struggle. The struggle was real this season. I know I went into paradise. And again, I was open because your relationship, Rachel, like it worked. Mm-hmm. Yours, Dammy. But like for me, <laughs> I had to bring mine from back home. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but still, like this, your all's relationships give me that hope that it is possible to find it on TV. But I mean, it just it just didn't work for me. Do you think that we'll see you again in Paradise, or maybe a Winter Games if that comes back? I almost went to Winter Games, but anyway. Well, um, I don't want like I don't think I want to do any more Bachelor shows. But, again, I said the same thing about this Paradise show, this past one, that I wouldn't do it, and here I was. So I don't want to just say, hey, I'm not going to do it, and then be labeled a liar if I do end up doing it. We could just get our own show, us three. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know if I do well with love anymore. Okay, Christina, this Paradise drama runs deep, and the tea is piping hot. I think that's the perfect time to take a break, and we'll be right back after this. We're back. 
Bachelor happy hour. I got my girl Demi with me. We are sitting here talking to Christina. She is in the hot seat. And Christina, one of the things that really got to me and I was shocked by the turn of events that took place with Blake and his relationship with you. And I really want to know what you were thinking because we saw what happened at the end of the day. You decided that this isn't what you wanted and that door was closed. But when Blake came back around and said that he wanted to establish something with you, what did you think? The shoulder kiss. I just have to comment on the shoulder <laughs> kiss really quick. What, what was the shoulder kiss? He, like, so awkwardly, he was, like, <laughs> telling her. He, like, gave her the date card, and he was, like, leaning over and, like, kissing her shoulder. And, like, she wasn't, like, reciprocating. <laughs> she was just sitting there. And then he's, like, all right, well, uh, go get ready in 30 minutes, and I'll meet you in the treehouse. And he, like, doesn't kiss her cheek, but, like, acts like he's about to. And then he just, like, walks off. It's the most so awkward thing. Well, I, I think, missed it. I think at that point, Blake was 100 yards ahead of me, and I was, like, I don't know if I can like catch up. So uh, it started with, yes, I've been here uh, for him there to all, through all of paradise, but strictly as a friend. Like I gave him a friendship rose, and he he honestly, when he gave me the rose back post Caitlin, he said, "Thank you for not asking for this rose. Like thank you being for being there for me as a friend." And I was like, "Great, this is a, going to be a great friendship." And then I go on this date with Luke, and I come back. And Blake goes, by the way, I have feelings for you. I was like, what? And I was like, is it because I was gone on a date and you missed me? Like, missed my absence? And he goes, no, I just have feelings for you. I was like, oh. So I was really shocked, and I didn't know how to respond to that. So you could see it all over my face. Did you try to make it work? Did you try to take those steps to see if a relationship could work? So, like, a little, 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 little. Birdie on my shoulder was like, well, the fact that you're even thinking about it, why don't you give Blake a chance? And I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. So I tried. I was like, okay, let me see where this goes. But too much has happened. Imagine uh, building a brick wall, and first brick is Kaylin, Mm -hmm. then Hannah, then Tasha, and my wall just kept going up, and I just removed myself so far that I couldn't revisit it. And I also didn't want to be a fourth option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I think that's important. And I, I could tell like the energy between y'all. It was so awkward once y'all started to try to have something. Right. I could see you basically running all over the beach trying to get like away from him. And he <laughs> kept wanting to like talk with you and pursue this. And I could just see that you were over it. So I'm glad that you didn't just like settle for something because, you know, he was someone that you once wanted mm-hmm. and something that was comfortable and familiar. I'm glad that you said like, you know what? It didn't work then. I'm not going to be a fourth option. Right. I'm going to leave. It's just hard to, it was hard to separate because I still wanted to be there for him, mm-hmm. knowing how paradise was going to turn out. Like, I've been there with Dean, so I knew how it was for Dean. And I didn't want the same thing to happen to Blake, but I also didn't want it to be, like, more romantic. Yeah. So it was the separating the two. Yeah. I was proud of you. I was worried for a second. I was proud when you were like, you know what, This I don't want to open the store. You know, I'm going to move on. You need to move this way. I'm going to move this way, but we can move together in friendship. I was proud of you, girl, because I was concerned for a second at your reaction with Brie. Oh, and yeah. Do you want to explain yes. that? Yes. Go. I was hangry. Oh. That is so out of context. <laughs> it is so out of context. <laughs> so I got a plate of food. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. That was some serious hangry. <laughs> oh, I, I think was like, at Christina's that point, having a breakdown. <laughs> everything was boiling down at that point because, okay, so I saw Brie at the wedding and... Um, yeah, she and I talked, clicked, everything was great. And uh, the night before Brie came, Blake was like, I'm, ju- I'm just interested in you, only you. I won't, 
accept a date from anyone, Brie or whoever. And I was like, great, I trust you in that. Um, and then that following morning, I got food, got asked to go into the interview, which I did. I came back, my food was up. And at that point, Blake and Brie have already talked. And they were like, hey, Blake has something to say to you. I was like, I am hungry. <laughs> and they were like, just wait a second. And that's where I just went into the bathroom and I just had a complete meal, oh meltdown. God. I never want to see you and hungry you- <laughs> again. I will always carry a granola bar in my purse when you're around I something. She I, needs I like can't- a grilled cheese in your purse. Yeah. A granola bar ain't going to do it for her. She I, needs a grilled cheese. I felt so bad because I, was, I knew Blake was going to tell me something positive, but my mindset was elsewhere i was already honestly yeah. when to be fair in those mornings whenever you first get up in paradise and you have to get ready so you're already up by the time you get to the pool to have like the breakfast time you've been up for like a couple hours by right. now and the only thing you care about is eating yes it is the yes. only thing that's on your mind and whenever you get prevented from eating immediately all hell breaks loose oh yeah like, oh i've thrown like, some major tantrums <laughs> well now i understand when danielle low or delo Drop the pizza and everybody oh, went into a yes. panic. Okay, now it's it's, it's it's no joke. It's making sense. It's coming <laughs> full circle. So listen, where do you stand with Blake today? We're still friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I will always care, but I want to start removing myself from these guy friendships because I think I invest so much time in somebody else's caring for them that I'm not focusing on myself. You're a good friend. Yeah. I'm a good friend, and I I am very loyal, and I will stand by you. But ultimately, I think. I need to care for myself because I've gotten broken down throughout this whole process because I was trying to like hold somebody else up. Mm-hmm. So, so we're good. So, where do you stand with Dean? Dean, I think we're good. Um, we haven't spoken since Paradise, and um, I wish him happiness. I think he's doing well. He sounds better, and I'm almost like proud because seeing him now, he seems to be a better version of himself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think he admits that as well. He wasn't the same person he was Mm -hmm. when he was with you that he is now. So where do you stand with Kaylin? Has she come to you for any advice? No, I don't expect her to, but it's there. So I mean, definitely. It's just there's certain people you want to keep in your life, quality over quantity. So she's not one of those. Fickle and fleeting. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, that's a terrifying way to put it, but it's true. What's next? What's, What's in the future for Christina Shulman? What's in the future? This is a tricky question. I've obviously I have my fears to like falling back into this post bachelor show, quote unquote depression, because it could be such a high and such a low and then a high and such a low. I don't want to do that. I think I want to focus more on empowerment and just saying initially why I came into paradise. I want to live that through and have a woman like look up to me just because they have been for the past three years, and I don't want that to go away just because this is a certain version of me on the show. Well, hey, girl, I look up to you more than ever after spending all that time with you. You're so sweet. No, she's telling the truth. She was talking about you before you even got here. I thought, wait a minute, am I better friends with Christina? (laughs) 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 This is quality. (laughs) This is quality friends here. And and I love that. And I think that you've grown a lot from the experience, seeing from where you started to where you are Mm -hmm. now. And I love that you say empowerment. You know, we've had several people in here who really want to use their platform in a positive way. And I I want that to continue. And I think that you told a story, your story on Nick's season of The Bachelor, and it was powerful. Mm-hmm. And 
that might have gotten lost with people. We haven't heard it in a while. And I really think that you have a, a story that nobody else can tell. And I hope you tap into that and share that with America, whoever mm-hmm. else, because I really think that it can encourage, uplift, empower someone else. Absolutely. It's be- it's a beautiful story. And I remember how much it touched me whenever mm-hmm. I watched. And maybe that's like one of the reasons I always admired you the most, because, you know, you didn't have it, it easy. And I think that you could empower a lot of people by speaking on that and reminding people of where you came from and how positive you choose to look at life now and like how great you are. And yeah, this is making me emotional sitting here because, yeah, people cry when they come on this. I cried. I I cried. Demi's cried. Ali's cried. Blake cried. You're in good company, Christina. Shed a <laughs> tear or two. Yes, but let us be here for you. You're always there for everyone. Let us I be just here think, for you. Like having that story, I think it has a lot to do with how, like who I am today, and just putting myself on such a natural scale for people to judge. It's like I grew up with trauma, which I think a lot of people have too. But I'm still willing to be vulnerable and put myself out there for everyone to criticize. But also. Ultimately, I think it inspires more people than criticism. So I want to continue doing that. It's a sign of strength. Yes. And I think that you were heavily misunderstood this season. And I hope that all of our listeners really have listened to Christina tell her story and you can better understand her from it. And maybe if there's a hater or two out there, forward them our podcast (laughs) so they can hear how Christina really is and you can hear the vulnerable side of her. And Christina, I hope that you continue to live your life in color, a phrase that (laughs) was developed from Nick's season by you. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for joining us on Bachelor Happy Hour today. Thank you, Rachel. Thank Thank you. Oh, I love you so much, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and next week, guys, we'll be talking to Kevin and Astrid, who just got engaged. Can't wait to hear all the details about that. And guess what? Demi will be back as my co-host for another week. <laughs> I don't know if I'm more excited, Demi's more excited, or you guys I'm should so be excited. excited. <laughs> this is a great dynamic. I'm so oh, my obsessed. God, I love this so much. In the meantime, you can get all the latest Bachelor news on BachelorNation.com right now. And you know what's up, you guys. We want to hear from you. you got to tell us what you like and what you don't like about the show. I promise you won't offend us. We just want to get better. So tell us what you want to hear more of and what you don't want to hear more of. You can email us at happyhour at bachelornation.com or visit us at bachelornation.com and click podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.